Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we speak with leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, but most importantly, impact customer loyalty. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Andy O'Dell. He is the co-founder and chief strategy officer for Clutch. How are you today, Andy? I'm doing well. Thanks, Mark. Good. Uh, today, uh, I know we wanted to have a, a dive in, take a deeper dive into the topic of AI and customer loyalty. It's uh, definitely a very uh, relevant topic for our audience right now. Many brands are using it, but in a very rudimentary way. I know you guys are seeing some very unique things in that regard. Um, so, you know, let's get started with, with, with your thoughts. You know, what is the state of AI right now as it relates to customer loyalty, customer loyalty programs, customer experience? Uh, what do you see? You know, AI is um, obviously on an emerging trend. I, I think there's a lot of curiosity. Um, I think a lot of that curiosity is tempered by concern or, or lack of understanding of what AI can and can't do and what it could and should do. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's brought forward a, a pretty interesting discussion around what could the business use to you know, change the experience that the consumer is having, optimize the experience or optimize the margin profile of any interaction that uh, a customer might have with a brand. Uh, I think there's plenty of opportunities to leverage AI on the front end and the back end to advantage the business. And I think there's kind of an even split between AI on the operational side of the business, trying to find logistical efficiencies and, and other things like that. And then on the experiential side, you know, what is the downstream effect uh, for a consumer when AI is involved? And and I think that's kind of the crux of what the conversation is right now. Interesting. Do you see uh, any reticence to using AI uh, in kind of the, the markets? I know uh, it's kind of an interesting topic. I've had some discussions with some some professional writers and, you know, they're kind of either or with it, because obviously it has the potential to replace them at some point, but it, sure. it can be a tool that can be very advantageous in, to help, you know, enhance uh, writing efficacy in the short term. Uh, but we see in the marketing side, right, as well, that some brands are, uh, you know, a little bit reticent to use it, uh, and they may be using it in a very rudimentary way. What do you see in that regard? Yeah, we're definitely in sort of the gawky toddler phase of rolling out AI in business. And, there are some areas of the business that might be facing kind of an existential risk as far as like what it means for a career path, uh, because AI is very effective at doing some pretty straightforward tasks. And that's not to say that they're not valuable, uh, but for example, copywriting, yep. um, AI is very good at kind of culminating and, and driving content very, very rapidly. It still requires, in my mind, some tweaking from human intervention. So you can prompt AI, it'll generate a response to your prompt. But then a lot of times I think it it maybe misses the mark. Um, it's not 100% of what you want it to be. So there's still kind of human intervention required. So I don't look at AI and, and we try and talk about AI as not so much a replacement for jobs. It's not necessarily an opportunity to reduce headcount. What I do think the conversation should be around is how can we leverage AI to enable the humans that are working in the company to cover more ground, to be more effective, uh, to be more efficient, 
and ultimately create more personalization for their consumers along the path. Yeah, I think personalization is, is definitely the opportunity and what, what we've seen. Uh, brands are using it to uh, copy and make, make some unique copy. We actually had a call on AI about a week and a half ago, and we had only about three brands really doing it. We had a telecom, we had a, a small uh, uh, entertainment entity, and then a, a small hotelier that were doing some things. But basically how they're using it was to come up with copy ideas, right? So take copy ideas they have and get two or three different recommendations or two or three different you know, uh, uh, you know, additional options to to look at, right? From and then they were doing some A/B testing around it as well. Um, when you when you look at AI from product recommendation or marketing perspective, you know, what do you think is most effective for brands to be considering and, and to, to you know, drive some results uh, in, in in a quick manner? You know, we're in one of the most rapidly changing technology environments. I think um, we've had in twenty plus years you know, with the introduction of AI. And I think that a lot of the conversation is really focused on how AI could replace things as opposed to like taking a more positive look and, and really kind of throwing a vision out there of where could this take us in 10 years, right? We shop very differently than our kids will shop. Um, so what are our kids going to expect and how can we use AI to get to that outcome quicker, faster? You know, at some point, you know, in theory, if you want to kind of go black mirror and stretch AI out 10 or 15 years, you know, it might have access to my calendar. It might have access to every item of clothing I have in my in my uh, closet, every item I have in my in my refrigerator and make determinations based on all of the detail it sees that's going on in my personal life. And it might know that I have a wedding coming up and I need a new suit. And so it'll prompt the brands that I have an affinity for to drop ship items that are specific to my taste, my style, my size. It shows up un unknown to me. I pick out the two or three things I like and I ship all the rest back. And I have this sort of seamless retail experience that's cognizant of who I am, what am I doing, what's coming up, where am I at in my life, what kind of discretionary budget have I allocated this year for fashion versus food versus entertainment versus travel. So at some point, I think as consumers, we're gonna hand the keys over behaviorally to this AI world that is going to streamline things and make our lives um, less cumbered, uh, encumbered by the day-to-day -day activities of remembering, oh my God, yeah, I have this wedding coming up and I just haven't had the time to go get a new suit. Um, so I, I think we need to think about where is AI going to lead us as opposed to like, what, what can we tactically take off the table today? And once we understand where we want to go with our experience as the brand, then we can kind of take the steps back and figure out what are the first things we want to knock out? Do we want to work on some of the operational inefficiencies that we have that will be an encumbrance to that sort of streamlined uh, delivery side of the equation? Or do we want to really focus on optimizing transactional spend um, today because we need to increase our revenue run rate because we need to make all these investments that we can't otherwise afford from a CapEx perspective. So I think that the AI conversation can be very tactical, um, like it is in most cases, like what can it do for me right now, as opposed to what do I want it to do for me tomorrow and how do I set myself up for that? 
When you look at the opportunity around uh, predictive analytics and retention, many brands are, are, are already doing things. Uh, ML, AI, uh, the, 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 there seems to be sometimes kind of a, a connotative, uh, denotative uh, challenge with regard to what AI actually is. Machine learning, obviously, uh, has been around for a while. Many brands are using that from a regression perspective uh, to look at predictive modeling. I think before this call, we talked a little bit about uh, you know, some challenges you see with, with brands and brands knowing that customer. You know, how should brands be looking at AI and then maybe even how do you define AI versus ML uh, and, and, and other similar terms? How should they be using it from a predictive perspective, from a, you know, a optimization yeah, I, I mean, a big part of AI is its ability to forecast and predict. Um, I think the easiest way to think about the difference between AI and ML is machine learning is a single algorithm, essentially, at, at its most basic. Uh, but think of that as like the parts. <clears throat> and artificial intelligence is the car that's made from those parts. So AI is a bunch of different models that are kind of intersected and interconnected and, you know, the data kind of flows through those. So, you know, one model might predict one thing, another model might predict another thing to lead to the ultimate outcome of what that AI model is, is looking to accomplish. So you need those building blocks. ML is the building blocks to AI. Um, you know, artificial intelligence at, at its root is only going to do what we set it up to do. Um, and from a, a business standpoint, you know, again, I think there's opportunity to deploy artificial intelligence across the entire spectrum of your business. You can predict inventory in theory, right? Uh, based on my historical uh, spending or, or my historical revenue, how many size small blue items do I need to manufacture? And then how many do I need at each location is to optimize my inventory at all of those, uh, all of those uh, individual locations, but also to optimize the spend I need to make and the excess inventory I want to buy so that I get the, the unit economics I'm looking for on the, on the supply side or manufacturing side of the business. So AI can really touch all the different parts of your business. You just need to figure out like where the, the most immediate opportunity for optimization is. You know, it's not always just optimizing the personaliz the personalization. Some of it's optimizing your cost basis so that you can extend better margin or better discount or better incentive into your loyalty program because you're saving on on bloated expense on uh, on the manufacturing side. When you look at uh, AI, a kind of question I have, there's a group that are uh, somewhat uh, optimistic. There are also some that have more of a pessimistic perspective as well. Uh, I actually, I'm not sure if you watched the 60 Minutes uh, piece, I think it was two Sundays ago, one of the kind of forefathers of AI wasn't as sanguine about uh, kind of the, 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 the opportunities for AI. How, how do you look at those who may be kind of the naysayers uh, within organizations, if they exist, that how should you know, or how could, you know, we, you know, kind of kind of switch them over to, to be more optimistic or more at least neutral? I think we need federal guidance. I think we need some oversight on how AI could and, and should be used. And, yep. and that's not to say that, you know, we censor what AI is doing because that would be, you know, not the best outcome by far. But I think there are a lot of things that we intend AI to be used for that are positive. 
But if you kind of change a couple of outputs, it actually could become uh, a net negative. So I think there there is a good rationale around some skepticism for how AI should be deployed and how it should be used and what we should use it to accomplish. Um, the best intentions don't always lead to the right outcome. Uh, so I, I think it's it's not inappropriate to ask questions and to show some restraint when you're thinking about it. I think that's why there's more investment today on the back end of AI around operationalizing the business and finding efficiencies there than you're seeing um, on, on the front end. And there's, there's a lot of questions around um, intellectual property. Sarah Silverman yeah. launched a, um, a lawsuit that uh, AI, generative AI is using her um, intellectual property, her comedy, whether it's TV or written or what have you, uh, to to inform the AI outputs on the generative a, uh, on the generative end of of AI. So I, I think there's there's still a lot of questions that need to bear out. Um, so I, I think we're definitely at the fledgling level of you know introducing AI in in, in production. Absolutely. Uh, last question: Can you give an example or two uh, of how brands? Uh, should or could be using, uh, you know, AI to, to craft better experiences, to craft more personalized uh, offers, or even in, in, enhance the efficacy of the loyalty program? Yeah, I think uh, so. There's a bunch of different ways to optimize the experience, whether it's, you know, when I receive communications or which communications I receive, the content that's in them, the type of offer that I might be receiving. You know, the four of us on this um, call might have very similar demographics or behaviors on paper, but we're clearly not the same person. And AI is much more attuned at figuring out the nuanced differences between the four of us and determining the best path forward or the best offer to present or the best time to present that offer to get the conversion. Ultimately, the brand wants better conversion metrics. They want to spend less. They want to touch you less frequently and have a better outcome of that communication. So I think that's one way that AI could do a lot to benefit both sides of the equation, right? I'm not going to get overwhelmed with communications, um, which I think we're all kind of tired of. We're, we're kind of tired of getting a daily email from a brand we shop with every 90 days. Like that's not the right level of communication for me personally. Um, that's not to say I don't want to hear things or, or know things about that brand, but there's, there's gotta be some sensitivity to what my interests are. Um, and it's obviously expensive to send those communications. So if you can optimize the intersection between what I want, when I want it, and you actually spending the way you are today to get in front of me, I, I think that's a great intersection for AI to step in and optimize the business expense and optimize the customer experience that should net out to better conversion. Uh, interesting perspective, sure. And definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to walk through some of the things you're seeing with regard to AI and how it should be used. So looking forward to see how this plays out over the next couple of years, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, and now we have our, our quick fire question segment. Yep. Quick responses, fast responses, either, uh, quite in, in, entertaining and educational uh, and can be funny as well. So looking forward to seeing your responses. And what is your favorite word? Oh, um, love. Uh, what is your least favorite word? Loser. What excites you? Sports. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what do you find tiresome? Gossip. What profession other than the one you're currently in would you like to try or would you have tried? Professional coach. There you go. Uh, what profession would you avoid? Being a lawyer. Right. Who inspired you to, be, to become the person you are today? I don't know that I can put it onto a single person. I mean, I'm, I'm really a culmination of a lot of positive and negative experiences and influences. So, okay. Yeah. What do you uh, typically think about at the end of the day? How did I do? And uh, how do you want to be remembered by your friends and family? Someone that tried hard, um, loved people and had fun. That's good. I like that. I was writing that down. Um, well, again, thank you, Andy, for taking the time to talk with us today. It was great uh, getting a perspective on AI and love your quick fire uh, question responses and looking forward to hearing more from you and the Clutch team through the remainder of 23 and into 24. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen today. Um, make sure to join us again for another edition of Loyalty Live. Until then, have a great day.